0: Welcome to Marin Costello Radio, where we have intentional conversations with impactful people. Your weekly dose of motivation, inspiration, and entrepreneurship. Join me as we explore the ins and outs of building and running a business, interview leaders across all industries, and find the common denominator beneath it all. Welcome to Marin Costello Radio. Oh baby, do we have a special guest on the show for you all today. Claire Van Holland is a 50% left brain, 50% right brain split, and is equally creative as she is analytical. She has an extensive career building financial projections, budgets, and analyses for corporate media. In 2011, she and her husband, Aaron, co-founded Carved Walls, a furniture and home goods business out of a shared love for interiors and beautiful design. After learning the operational challenges of being a small business owner, she applied her corporate finance and operational expertise to help streamline carved walls. It was from this that the idea for her practice called the CV Ledger was born. Today, Claire works closely with other creative based business owners, empowering them to take more control over their finances and make more informed business decisions through accounting management, business operations and strategic advisory, myself included. It is her life's mission to change and empower the way society thinks and talks about money through her latest project called Naked Finance, Brilliant, which seeks to provide and connect people with the necessary resources to provide education, training, and support in all the areas of finance that are needed most. When she's not working, she moonlights as a burlesque performer and has performed on stages as far as New York City, New Orleans, Rome, and Italy. Friends, it is my great Pleasure to welcome my dear friend, accountant, and badass fellow businesswoman, Claire, on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Literally one of the coolest humans I know. And that is like the biggest understatement of 2021. (laughs) You you and I met at a women's networking event in LA, what, like seven years ago? I feel like it's pushing a decade, honestly. I feel like it was a while. It was ago. a while ago.
1: It was a while ago. I, I, yeah, it might even be seven years. I mean, at this point, time is a vortex. So let's just go with seven.
0: I mean, we <laughs> lost two years the past, you know, couple years. So like just add two to everything. It was like five, but maybe seven. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it has just been such a cool journey with you. I mean, we have been, you know, working together for so many years. We've been on like friend retreats, business retreats, like business networking stuff friend phone calls i mean just dming each other the most hilarious and like unreal things you know throughout the recent yeah. times and just i mean it's just been such a pleasure to get you to get to know you personally and professionally and i'm so grateful for you giving being so generous to give your time and share your story with all of our listeners oh my gosh
1: i mean i i i'm i'm honored to be here honestly i mean you are such a gem I love being around you work or play or all of the above, ideally. And so to have gone through like how many years together and just seeing each other sort of evolve in all of these just different skins of life has been just awesome. I mean, we've, we've totally evolved together over the years and I absolutely love
0: it. I think there's something so magical about meeting someone in a professional setting and then becoming friends afterwards, because there is that respect there, but also you're like, oh, there's so much more to this person and we get along and we connect on so many different levels. I mean, it's just been such a pleasure. I really, I feel the same way about you. So after we're done obsessing about each other, I would (laughs) love for you (laughs) to tell us about little Claire, because you and I met in our professional lives. And I think it was honestly, when you and I were both really starting to take off with our respective brands. So it's been very cool to hold hands and support each other, um, both emotionally and like physically and physically in those moments. Um, because I mean, I've been using for years. I remember you coming to, you know, some of my early like event days and still having my jewelry and rocking it. And so it's just been so fun, but I'm curious of what little Claire was like. Oh
1: my gosh. She was really quiet she was really quiet and shy and just really kind of kept to herself. Honestly, like she very imaginative. I mean, I think that like little Claire at maybe I want to say like nine or 10 was like drawing out fashion magazines and, and had like the, just making her own fashion magazines. And, you know, there were just all of these. So the budding entrepreneur was always there, I suppose, because there are always these little ideas. I'm probably going to date myself quite a bit, but I grew up on the babysitters club, you know, like the show on Netflix. And so when I read those books, I was like, I'm going to start a babysitters club in my neighborhood. And I totally did. Like I made flyers and I was like going to every house. And just dropping off flyers because I was like, all right, I'm gonna start this babysitter's club of just me. (laughs) And I got a couple clients right away. It was great. But you know, I mean, there was there was always so little Claire was, I guess, like a microcosm with, you know, just like all of the things that I'm doing, all these projects that I kind of just jump into. It was always there, right? But she was way shyer and she was way more reserved and just, you know, a bit unsure and you know, but but it, I, I, I love her so much. I revisit her, you know, um, in meditation. I think that's important to just always go back to ourselves in that way. And, and when we do, it's, it's amazing. You, you have so, we have so much to learn from our younger selves when we really allow ourselves to just open up like that. And so, no, I, I, she, she's wonderful. I, I visited, it sounds insane, but I visited with her not so long ago and it was very emotional.
0: <laughs> no, I, I totally get that. I mean, I'm very, um, I'm very candid with my therapy journey on the show to kind of, you know, show a different side of myself than people might not see with, you know, the curated photo shoots of, you know, promoting yeah. jewelry. Um, but I started in my therapy journey with inner child work. So I totally get that. But I also just think that, you know, a lot of times, and you I'm sure can, can attest to this too, in the entrepreneurial space of content in the podcast world, it's very much like a highlight reel and tell us your five tips of how you did this or, and I'm like, no, but like, tell me about the shitty day that you had that like you know, when you didn't want to get out of bed and you still did, or like, tell me about, you know, your challenges. And so I really appreciate you, um, you sharing that because I think that speaking to people from beginning to end and by end, meaning the current time is really, really important. And I think that one of my girlfriends who I think, you know, Ripley Rader, Uh um, she said on the podcast, on her podcast, she said, I believe we come out fully cooked and i I love that so much because I think that there's so much of us that just becomes more realized in time, but yeah. we have all of those qualities about ourselves when we, when we come out,
2: yeah. when
1: we're
0: born uh, into this world. Oh,
1: a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, and the thing is it's, it's ourselves that kind of keep us from fully ever realizing that person or, you know, or that being or whatever. And, and, And I feel like at least in the path that I have taken that I'm just starting to really come out of it now, you know, like so much later in life. And that journey is absolutely so different and so specific and so special for each person. But when I look at it, I really feel like, honestly, it's just within the last five years that I've almost like just fully opened my eyes to to really who I am, I guess, and, and it's, it's not easy, but it's amazing at the same time, you know, and, and I wouldn't give it up for anything. I wouldn't choose to take any other path than the one that I'm on right now. So
0: that's amazing. So you said that in the last five years, it's really when you started, you know, opening your eyes to yourself, but I would argue that you started to bloom a lot earlier. What did that process look like? Because the quiet reserved little Claire, is not the woman that I know not to say that we don't need, all need some peace and quiet sometimes but like the woman that I know is like vivacious and can, can, can command a room and is a burlesque dancer and is like so brilliant in her career and all these things so when do you feel like you started to really open up and blossom honestly i think i think it was
1: it it was a slow progression for sure if i really like if i'm really honest But I didn't really begin to be, I didn't open, I didn't didn't surrender to it, right? I didn't fully surrender to it until within the last five years. And I think it took needing to launch certain things, certain projects, my practice, and seeing that success that I started going, oh, oh yeah, I can do this. I can do this okay, let's do this. And then, and then when you put, when anyone puts their genuine heart and their soul into something, that's when you're going to see the results. Right. And so, and so I was doing that and I hadn't really had too many projects, like, you know, in the recent years, I would say within the last 10 years, like that, I felt that so holistically, like I did, but then, you know, it was maybe like 50% or 70%, but For something to see full success, it's got to be a hundred percent, you know, and it's got to be just being totally honest with yourself. And so, so I needed to do it on my own. I mean, my husband and I launched that, our our furniture practice together or furniture business together, and that was successful, but that I was only 50% of that. And I, I think in some ways needed my own thing to, to validate myself, I suppose, And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do this thing entirely on my own and let's just see what happens. And it's a world I don't know anything about, you know, I mean, I was coming from like corporate media. Like that's before I started my practice, I was climbing the corporate ladder and I was pretty good at it. And, but I was also, I could also see the end of it. I could see, I could feel the glass ceiling. And I was like, super, this world is not for me. Like I need to just figure out what that is. And this is not the path. So So I was like, all right, well, let me just try this thing. And oh, I guess this is accounting. That's weird. (laughs) I'm not an accountant, but I guess I'll try it. And then, and then it was like, oh, I get it, but I'm going to do this my way. I'm going to do this away in a way that I always wanted to be served. And I don't really care what that path looks like. And I don't care that I don't look or feel or am like any other accountant I know. In fact, I like that because I'm just going to be the person that I always wanted. And that's kind of just how I've, you know, and so, you know, it, it, it was great because I was able to attract, you know, all the people I wanted to attract a lot of learning lessons over time and seeing the success in that so quickly gave me legs to do other things like trying out burlesque. I was like, Oh, let me just take these classes. This is fun. I've always wanted to try it. I love Dita Von Teese, all of that stuff. And then, and then that too, just picked up like enlightening speed. And then all of a sudden, like within the first two months of even ever performing on a stage, I was already getting booked for gigs in New York within a year and a half of debuting i was getting booked in italy like i was like who am i what what is this what's i don't know what's happening but i'm going to just roll with it because it's fun and i enjoy it and let's see where it goes so um so i would say just seeing so i needed validation really just entirely out of my own volition in order to just feel like i could breathe and and so with that i would say at this point now I'm, I'm all about taking risks. I'm like, all right, screw it. Let's just drop everything we know. And let's just try this thing and we'll see what happens. And if it fails, it fails,
0: but at least we tried. So. Similarly to moving, you know, out of state and moving to a a new state and a new life. Can you tell us about that process?
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so it's actually been exactly two months that I've been living in the country and have just given up city living entirely. And that this has probably quite honestly been the biggest shift and transformation I think I've ever experienced in my entire life. Because first of all, so I'm originally from the Midwest and I grew up in a smaller town, but it honestly wasn't that small. Like I grew up in a college town, um, Ann Arbor, Michigan. And so it's small, but not teeny. Um, The town that I moved to has a population of 4,000 people. There is one street here. The town, the closest town is Twin Falls, which is about 25 minutes. So it is a drive, you know, to go to even something as simple as like Target, to go out to dinner, 25 minutes. Um, And so what it's felt like is everything that I associated myself with in the city, being this burlesque dancer, being this, like, you know, gallo runs this accounting firm, and you know, all these things, all these labels that we attach to ourselves, all of a sudden I've wiped it. Like, you know, and it's not like I'm not any of those things. I still am. But in this place where nobody knows anything different, it's like I'm not, you know what I mean? it, it it's it's just like. No, but you're not that, you know, who are you? And so there have been <laughs> countless moments. I would say even admittedly like a little bit of like, you know a couple dark nights of the soul, you know, just going, who am I like what what is this? like I was performing on stages and it was like this glamorous thing and traveling and now I'm, now I'm in the country and when I walk outside my house, when the south winds blow, I can smell the cows, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> and so everything that I'd built up, you know, leading up to the time that I left LA, it was almost just like null and void, it feels like. And it's an important process to go, to, go through because I think we all need that resetting. We all need that reset. We need to recalibrate because the attachment to these labels of who we are is the thing that holds us back if we're so beholden to them. And, I, and that was my biggest lesson learned, honestly. And so I think overall, I needed it. Um, I do need it, you know. And um, I can feel from the inside out a glow that I really haven't felt in a long time that is so it's so internal I, it's so hard to describe it it's so internal and and it's the thing that people want but to get there and to and to stay there or to just keep that within and acknowledge it it, it you really have to go through the shedding of of all of these attachments these egocentric things that you were just so you know, each and every single one of us are so beholden to, um, you know, and it's not to say that that's, I'm never going to perform again, or, you know, like travel, of course, I'm going to do all of those things, but to really face yourself in the mirror, you know, so to speak, it, it, it's, (laughs) it's something else. And, and it's not easy. It really isn't easy. I mean, you know, there were times where, I mean, this, this door behind me is, is my burlesque closet. It is like all of my gowns, it's all of my furs, it's all of my feathers, and they're all just sitting there and I'm almost never in that closet. And it's weird. It's just, whereas before it was just, you know, like I'm getting use out of it. And it's, you know, so, so all that to say that it's, you know, these these aspects of ourselves are always gonna be there even if they're not always being actively used. And when you wipe the slate clean, it just, it makes space for something else, something bigger. And my feeling without completely knowing is that now that I'm living in the country quiet, um, my best work is ahead of me. I, I honestly feel it. And, and I needed this time to recalibrate and to kind of just let go of all of these things to make sure that anything that I put myself into going forward is nothing but pure like heart and soul it has to be that way because otherwise it's just not going to work.
0: Because you've also gotten a taste of what that's like. So if you're not getting, you know, even like a sliver of that flavor in your life, then you're not going to do it. You're going to be like, "Eh, it's not for me. Like I've tasted something sweeter. Like I'm going to go more towards that direction.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You, You mentioned earlier that we're often defined by who we are. I would also say that it's also what we've done, right? What our resumes have accumulated. Um, yeah. and, and the things that we've done on paper are oftentimes how we define each other or how we define ourselves when really that's a little bit of deflection, right? That's looking externally at things that you yourself have done. It's really all about what's inside. Yeah. It's like, that's all the stuff about that, what's inside. And that's, those are the only things that you can take with you. is it's like your characteristics of the human that you are and the person that you are inside. Like that is, that is your true resume. That is ultimate wealth is the yeah. quality of the human that you are. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. So I'm curious, what was your first experience with finance? Because I know that your company was kind of born of after creating your company with your husband a need, um, and a white space that you felt while creating that company together. But what was your, like, do you have any early memories of finance? Yeah.
1: I remember being in my early twenties, like just fresh out of college and having a stack of bills and going, I wish I could just understand all of this better. Like, I just want to understand all of this better so that I'm not stressed out about it. And just thinking like, why isn't there someone that can help me with this, (laughs) honestly? And so that was pretty much, yeah, that was maybe the first seed that I can recall just being like, why, you know, why don't I know this? Like this seems like these are just skills that people should have and, and why is this not being taught anywhere? You know? Uh, Yeah. So, uh, so that was probably the first time that I really came face to face with like just a point of contention. Cause it was like, well, I graduated college. I'm making my own money now. And now I have a million bills and it's crazy. And I'm freaking out a little bit because I just don't really understand what's happening, you know? And so, yeah, that was definitely the seed that, eventually blossomed into my practice.
0: <laughs> and what was your first movement or your first experience with movement? Because you went from from me knowing you were like always the finance gal. And then you're like, oh I'm I'm doing burlesque shows in Italy. I'm like, okay, casual, same. Um so what was your first experience with movement? Was it like a little a little clear? Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 No. So this is a little, this is a quick story on the suppression of self and how I have <laughs> suppressed myself my, my whole life, right? So, the, my the gospel earliest... according
0: to Claire, shall
1: we say? <laughs> <laughs> so, my earliest memory um, was going to the mall. I don't know, I might have been like three or four earliest movement memory. Um, so, I was at the mall with my mom. And there was a piano player and I just went up to the piano player and I just started dancing and like reckless abandon. I don't care. You know, I'm three years old or four or whatever. It's like, you don't care. You're just like, Oh, what's this amazing. And then, so I did that. And, and then people, I guess my mom said people were watching. I don't really remember that. I just, you know, um, so that's always been in me. I hear music and I can't, if I hear something that really resonates, I, I literally cannot sit still. It's, it's crazy. Like it just, even today, you know, it just, so it's always been there. Um, my mom enrolled me into ballet, you know, a couple of years later when I was a little, little older. Um, so I've always danced. I, I mean, I have pretty extensive dance training. Um, in a lot of styles. So technically, you know, that really would have groomed me to have become like a professional dancer choreographer. And the funny thing is, so while I've always taken classes, I've always danced, I would always also just kind of like skate the line where I'd maybe audition for a thing but I never had my parents kind of like pushing me. They weren't like stage parents or anything. So anything I wanted to do had to be out of my own motivation. Um, so I remember going to a handful of auditions, you know, but then never having enough confidence to be like, oh, I can do this. And so then, you know, it only gets so far. Um, but that's always there, you know. I, I I could never be too far away from dance at any given point, you know. Um whether it's just taking classes or, you know, teaching classes at some point in time, my arsenal of all the dance styles is pretty extensive um, just because that's how much I love it. It's, you know, it's almost like just being able to speak different languages to me. Like I might not be like as well-versed in one style or another, but to understand the mechanics of the movement I never understood why I wanted to know all these things. I just did. And um, when I started performing, that's when I was like, oh, this is why it makes sense because I can translate different expressions with different types of movement and work it all in. And it actually coming from a place of true, you know, just education, I guess, around anyone's style, you know, and not just making up some random stuff, which is fine too. But I always like to come from a place of just, you know, of being informed, (laughs) of really knowing and understanding and doing justice to the art form. So
0: how long were you training as a dancer? What did that time frame look like? I mean, basically, I was training
1: nonstop. I was always in class from like six years old to through college. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I I was always in class. So what did you study in college? I'm sorry.
0: What did you study in college? Uh,
1: I was a communication major communications. Yeah. Yeah. Media. I knew I wanted to go into like media of some kind. So, so yeah. And then I was, I probably could have minored or double majored in dance because I was always in dance class, but that again, was just the suppression of myself. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's fine. I'm just gonna take dance and it'll be fun you know so
0: (laughs) but I also appreciate um that you kept your commitment to dance as a form of joy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I find that I don't I totally see your point but I also don't know if it was a full suppression because I still feel like you were still dating dancing you maybe weren't in a relationship with it but you were still like like flirting there was a little bit of a flirtation happening and then like full relationship come you know come burlesque time
1: yeah no that's i i would agree with that statement i appreciate that
0: (laughs) yeah no, i love it i'd love to talk about because now you you have such a, an amazing client list and you have a robust company and you're launching another thing, but I want to go back to the early years of CV Ledger, the early moments. And I'm curious what that inception looked like. How did you get your first clients? How did you know how to, I know you kind of had the blueprint from, um, from your company with your husband, but how did you then carve out your company in a new niche? Yeah. Um, so... I think it really helped
1: that my husband and I had the, you know, the, had the furniture company, because by that point it had been a couple of years. So we were pretty entrenched within the small creative maker community. So that, right. We were already kind of had just like a little bit of a network of, of people that we knew. And so, so then I was like, all right, well, these are the people that I'm going to work with similar to like the type of business that my husband and I have. These are the folks who are just working their asses off and maybe they don't have access to understanding this stuff the same way that we didn't when we first started our furniture business. And so so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to just take my email list of everybody I know and I'm going to go, hey, everyone, I'm launching this thing if you know of anyone let me know. And right off the bat, I got two clients and I, and then it just kind of like, and then it just grew from there. So it, it, a lot of, a lot of how I get clients is honestly from word of mouth. I really don't do, haven't had to do any kind of like advertising or marketing, you know, and, and I'm fine with it because I want it to be an organic, natural thing, at least for, for clients that I take on for retainer. Um, I'm honestly not looking to become like an HR block or anything like, like just it's, I'm super not interested. And I have a handful of colleagues who are killing the game. I mean, like I'm talking, making millions, you know, and that's rad. Could I do that? Absolutely. I could do that, but that's, you know, I just want what I'm comfortable with. Like, I just want what, you know, affords us like the lifestyle we want And um that gives me space to work on all of the other projects that I, you know, am super stoked on. And that's it, you know, and and I honestly don't want to have to work too hard. (laughs) I mean, I know that sounds crazy. Um, you know, I'm putting my blood, sweat, and tears into things, but I would say that the biggest lessons learned, especially too, and I know I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, is just like. I, I've worked too hard. We all can work so hard. And I think if anything, the circumstances of the world that we're in today have shown us like to give more grace and space to ourselves to just be. Um, and so that's, that's important to me as well. Um, there's always a need for the kind of work that I do. Um, I'm more than happy to pass along, you know, people reference out work to my colleagues. like it's it's not a competition. There's so much healing that needs to be done within this space of finance and money and um, you know so so share the wealth because there's more than enough of it to go around and that's the thing that we are not taught and what society you know essentially wants us to believe otherwise. Um, so I'm here to change the game because we can all be so abundant (laughs) and rich in ways that we honestly just never really imagined.
0: That's amazing. So how long into your CV Ledger journey did you come up with the naked finance idea? How long has that been brewing for you?
1: I would say consciously the last maybe like 21 months, maybe a little bit less than that, year and a half. And it honestly, it, it had started sooner than that. I had noticed just a stigma that everybody has with money. And, and the, the astounding thing to me, because I always thought it was just me <laughs> prior to starting my work here. But, but the more and more I spoke to people it was just like oh this person's making a lot of money or this person okay they're not making as much money but the but the anxiety the fear you know just all of those things were the same every single time and i was like this is this is crazy like this isn't just me this is everybody this is so many people why do we all feel so scarce with money when our bank accounts tell us otherwise you know and and so it was something that i just really kind of marinated on and, you know, and I start, I, I would do a handful of workshops just around like, okay, well, if we're going to talk about money, you know, let's, let's reset ourselves for a second. Let's breathe through it because this isn't an easy topic. And, and then with the last, you know, year and a half and just everything happening the way that it has and unfolding, you know, obviously gave me a lot more time to really just think about that more and go well how is it how can I reach more people outside of just my client work how can I bring just more peace of mind in the simplest of ways and and why is it that nobody understands how to manage money because it's because it's all in our hearts. It's all in our minds. It's all just these things that we've experienced that, that kind of build up as blocks or challenges, whatever those things are, whether or not we've just experienced them directly or not. And so I was like, well, what does that look like? That looks like naked finance because at the, at the bottom of it, everybody goes through this and no one is really like, addressing it, like addressing it for what it is. And then not only that, because there's a lot of amazing coaches out there, a lot of amazing personal finance coaches who will help you kind of just do the mindset stuff. But the thing that I personally would want is not just the mindset stuff, but I want the tools, like not just that, but tell me how I can just work my way through this thing. And why is it that it's so frustrating or so difficult to just get really basic information around money, you know, and around the managing of it, around setting up a business and and running that the right way, it's just not it's just not broken down in a way that's just like you do A, B, C, and D. And so, my intention and my goal is to just be able to provide that for people, and then you know, for anyone who needs any other money related things to be able to connect them with the right resources. And it doesn't have to be me. Like I've got plenty of colleagues who are rad, who are just like, like me. And all we want to do is help you. And so if it is like you and that person, awesome, work with them, get your shit, like so clear that you are not living in fear of it anymore. That's all I want. And so how can I create all of these resources, people, tools, you know, just talking about it. That's Naked Finance in a nutshell.
0: When, like, what is the format of Naked Finance? Has it launched yet? When, when can we get access?
1: So we're going to get access this 2022 is, is, is like the, we're going to come out like all balls out. Um, It starts with a podcast because I, I think that just the simplest of like money concepts needs to be broken down. And, and I'm going to do it my way, (laughs) which isn't just, um, okay, here's what, you know, here are all of your expenses. I'll talk about those things a hundred percent. But I think that there is a huge healing aspect that kind of goes hand in hand with it. At least that's, that's, you know, and so the goal and the intention and and the pathway is to just create something beautiful and that can help us like just reset ourselves and once we get into that space together i'll show you what is it that you need to know around all the different topics
0: it's so cool and it is something that's so needed and i think especially in I mean, you and I have spoken of this very candidly. There's so much rah-rah around female entrepreneurship and female boss babes and all this stuff. And the support emotionally is there. But I feel personally that the tools are lacking. And this is, you know, the reason for the podcast, the reason for my consulting Mm -hmm. company, so many reasons why you and I are kind of doing what we're doing as our next chapters and it's not an either or it's an and right it's It's like cb ledger and naked finance america Soul jewelry and consulting it's an and but that is the reason why i feel like there's such white space is because the emotional support is there but as you said the tools i find are very lacking and and i think probably because it is a newer space in the greater scheme of things um, but it's so, so needed. It's so needed. And I'm really excited for you to launch this because it is just, I mean, I'm already so, I will put it on my calendar. Like I'm so pumped for you as a friend, but also as, you know, a consumer of your, of your product and your business. I'm very excited for you.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm honestly, I'm so thrilled. It's going to be unlike anything that's out there. Honestly, it, it is, it, it just, it's just going to be what I like. <laughs> Let's be honest. Totally. But what I like is, you know, like I'm just, I'm just, it's almost like I'm just speaking to myself, but not right. And 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 that's why we do these things because it's like, well, what would I want? I would want all of these things. And um, and and so, so yeah, it starts with a podcast. You know, there'll be a handful of like just audio extensions, not just the podcast, but probably some meditations in there. Um, cause that's important to me. Um, and, and, and just really working with sound to just reset because that's important. That resonates with me so much. That's probably my dance background kind of like, you know, affecting a little bit, um, all of this, but, but yeah, it's, it's that. And then there'll be tools, you know, honestly, I'm not going into this, you know, unlike, unlike the agency work that I do. I'm not going into this, like going, Oh, I'm going to make like a gajillion dollars. Like, I mean, a, I'm not really like that anyways, but even more so with naked finance, I am not looking at it as a revenue generating thing. I'm sure it will re- gener- generate revenue at some point, but off the bat, I, this, this comes from my heart and my soul. This comes from just like hearing like the pain and the fear and the anxiety of every single person I have spoken to when we talk about money and is wanting to like, just like take that away, you know, or just like alleviate that. And, and so, so this is, this is what that is. And, and so hard on the table here, here it is. And I don't know, I hope people like it. <laughs> I mean you have have one follower
0: you have one follower right here I mean I feel like (laughs) as you guys can probably imagine like all of our work calls turn into like catching up and talking about life and spirituality (laughs) and all the things but I have been I I feel like I was you know kind of privy to this idea on the earlier side of things um and it's just it it makes so much sense and also as your client like it's so needed it's Mm. so needed and it's it's a beautiful passion project that you're doing for yourself, but also for others. And I'm sure it will generate revenue. And I also want people to know who are listening. I know Claire is very much like, it's not about the money. She's very successful. Like <laughs> she's very successful at what she does. But again, her approach to finance and her approach to money is very energetic and about soul work and self-work and, um, and about energy. And it's not to say that there aren't brass tacks and actual tools that need to be implemented, but there is just a different a different care and a different approach that she brings to to money and accounting and bookkeeping and finance. And it's just, and it shows. And I think it shows, I mean, proof is in the pudding, like with your client list and all the people that you're impacting and all, you know, your upcoming passion project. And it just, it all, it all shows. Thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> so I'm fascinated by your move to the country. Cause I too moved across the country and there's something so liberating, right? About moving and starting with a clean slate. But you're secretly living my dream being kind of in the middle of nowhere. And yes, I moved in my life is, you know all things considered my life is much more simple um, but I'm definitely still in the city. Like I do have dreams of like living the Claire Van Hollen life on a farm with like, you know, mul- a big property and you know, a barn and all these things. So I'm curious how you transitioned your, your business that was rooted in city life to a business that's now run from the country, because it's not like you stopped working or that your business shifted that some, you know, so much. I mean, tell us about that transition.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I set up the business so that I could work from anywhere that was like, Agenda item number one, go into business, do it so you can go anywhere in the world, literally be sitting on a beach and still working if you really want to be doing that. So honestly, the transition was pretty easy. <laughs> like, I love that. It was seamless. I think the circumstances of the last year and a half as well just made it even easier. And I say that because one of the things prior to that, I would always meet with clients, you know, we would go, you know, maybe just like get a cocktail or we would go out for high tea or, you know, like walk through the gardens and talk about money or whatever. And so in the last year and a half, I really couldn't do that anymore. And it was like, okay, I guess we're going to live in Zoom world, like all the time. So that, and And now, you know, living in the country, it's still Zoom. It's definitely still Zoom world. So that transition has been pretty seamless, honestly.
0: That's amazing. You did, because I learned this too, when you move across state lines, you have to close everything and reopen everything based on where you move. So how was that process for you? (laughs) And also, also like physically, like give us the tactile, like information of like how you did that, but also... Emotionally, what was that like for you to like truly start a new chapter, (laughs) mind, body, spirit, like through and through? Yeah. So um, it was liberating,
1: honestly. So working in the field that I work in, um, you know, just being accounting finance and just being privy to all of the state, you know, state regulations, especially as they pertain to small business, I was My husband and I, both being small business owners, were thrilled to to sever the connection with the state of California because they don't make it exactly the easiest on small businesses to start one, to maintain one. It is just so difficult. And we felt that pain. So my first advice to anyone who is moving out of state, make sure you 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 cut the ties because depending on the state that you're in, you will be beholden to that state and they will expect their money. So A, um, setting up in the new state, setting up in Idaho honestly was a dream compared to setting up in California. I've never experienced setting up or just even, going onto a government website, I know this sounds so silly, but never experienced going onto a government website where they give you step one, do this, step two, do this. They give you all of the steps. And not only that, someone, once you submit your forms, a person will be like, oh, at least this is what happened to me. Oh, be sure you register with this other agency to make sure that you're compliant there too. Thank you. They give you. They're really big on their checklists here in the state of Idaho, and I appreciate it. I even went down a rabbit hole, and there are YouTube videos on workshops that just mini workshops on how to do the thing the right way, and it's easy. And I was like, "What is this? What is this world? Like, this would never be a thing in California, and here it is in Idaho, and they are supporting you like." to do to run your business and to create economy here and i felt all the love on that front we both my husband and i both did and it's it's just been so seamless and it's easy to talk to people and understand what's going on in comparison to where we came from <laughs>
0: What has surprised you most in a good or bad way, I imagine to be good, but what has surprised you most that you didn't expect about moving to the country and being in Idaho?
1: That everyone is gonna that everyone would be as nice as they are, honestly.
0: Don't you (laughs) love
1: that? I mean, everybody is so nice and so genuine. Every conversation that you have with anybody on the streets randomly your neighbor, you know, your waitress at the pizza joint, like whoever, everybody is so genuine and so interested in just this and in having an exchange and and really having an exchange. Not in a, you know, the superficial like, "Oh, hey, how are you?" "Oh, I've been good." You know, "Okay, cool." "Okay, cool." And then you go off on your own day. This is like a, "Oh, no, so you just really like wanting to understand that and and it feels just so refreshing and so like uplifting honestly i've just (laughs) it's like night and day and i I, and it it just it lifts me up from the inside honestly
0: (laughs) i love that so much i want to touch quickly on your philosophy on fashion because for those who are who know you and for those who will know about you you know either from this podcast or for future naked finance Claire has one of the coolest aesthetics that I've and it is so you. It is just so unique and so you. What is your philosophy on fashion? Oh, wow. I just honestly, I just like what I
1: like. I'm just like, "Oh, I like that." Okay, cool. <laughs> honestly, like I I don't that that's it. I don't I don't I don't really have one. <laughs>
0: Where do you feel like you're inspired? Like, what inspires you? Like, do you know, do you have a particular thing that you gravitate towards or does it kind of across the board?
1: It is across the board.
2: It is across the
1: board. Honestly, so I will say this in terms of style and and with the move. Um, Moving to the country has given me carte blanche, like all the excuses to explore my inner, soon to be
0: outer cowgirl. So, Oh, I love this for me because I will experience this on the internet. I love this. Oh my god, I can't wait to see Claire the Cowgirl. Yeah, no, no, lost him on the Instagram. Oh my
1: gosh, like it's it's like the transformation is happening. Like it's 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 there, and and so like I, but my goal is you know because like I'm not going to just like, like talk the talk. Like I've got to walk the walk, and so. So with that, if I'm going to, if I'm going to do it, if I'm going to show up, I'm really going to show up because that's how I roll. But um, so right now, and what I didn't mention, I don't think yet is we keep, I think right now, as of today, we keep about 26 horses on our property. And so, so they're not ours, but it's kind of like having pets that we're not responsible for because someone's renting you know, to to keep their horses there. So I can go there on any day after this and, and just hang out with the horses, which is literally the best thing ever. But all of that to say that I'm going to learn how to ride, like really ride. And I'm probably going to go riding the horses and mountains and and, and riding bareback, which um, was confirmed to me yesterday, would be probably pretty easy for me to do. I've never ridden a horse before, but so once that starts happening, then I'm really gonna be stepping into it and and then you'll see Cowgirl Claire.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so here for this. I'm so here <laughs> for this. And truthfully, it's still very much on brand. Like <laughs> I, I just, of course you are. This just makes so much sense to me. Like I, (laughs) I have no qualms with any of this. So I would like to know how can we support and find you on the internet? Okay. So I am just in the process of starting my
1: naked finance Instagram. So there first, keep up with me there. And then all of everything kind of unfolds from that point on. And then if you want to see my personal life, like feel free to find it's, it's a private account but I'll know that you're not you know I'll, I vet everybody so Claire van Holland um can also follow me there and and yeah those are the two best places for the moment to find me on the internet I
0: love it and if someone wanted to work with you for cv ledger where would they go cvledger.com I love it yeah yeah well i adore you thank you so much for your time and just sharing so many aspects of who you are. I'm so excited for you in this next chapter, and and I agree with you that the best is yet to come. Oh, thanks, babe. Thank you so much for having
1: me. This is oh, you were such a joy. I I adore you.
0: So <laughs> much same. Moon. So much same. I mean, this truly should be its own podcast. Just like Claire <laughs> and chatting and catching up, because I'm telling you, we would have these like work meetings and be like, oh gosh, I guess we have to actually get like official no, things done. It would just be like a catch up session. <laughs> I-
1: we still got stuff done, by the way,
0: everybody, just saying. Oh, 100%. As we do. <laughs> well, I love you. Thank you so much for being I here. I love you. Oh, thank you. You are so welcome. Oh my goodness, everyone. I did not want that interview to end. A huge thank you to Claire for coming on the show. And another thank you to our hosts at Dash Radio and our producers at Island City Media. If you liked this episode, you can listen to it again and again and again on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please leave a review so we can continue bringing you the people and the conversations that you guys love so much. Lastly, if you want to connect with me offline, you can find me at MarenCostello.com and Radio on Instagram. Have a fantastic day, everyone and have a wonderful December. We will see you next week.
2: A man on a mission, mind shifted, fruition. Had to refine my direction. Looked above, went straight to the source. Leveled up my focus, ambition. Now i share this message you cannot ignore. When I'm in peace, mode, I am like a freight train, pedal to the metal, there's no stopping. It's like a cheap code. Pushing all these buttons, combinations Got me running through the game now When I'm in peace mode I am like a freight train Pedal to the metal, there's no stopping It's like a cheap goat Pushing all these buttons, combinations Got me running through the game now Uphill battle, nothing new to me Called upon the warrior inside of me Never let the negative influence me Pound for pound, I push right through adversity. There is opportunity, even if it's hard to see. Throw it to it faithfully, and you will reap it fruitfully. There is opportunity, even if it's hard to see. Come together, harmony. When I'm in peace, oh I am like a freight train. Pedal to the metal, there's no stopping. It's like a mm-hmm. Pushing all these buttons, combinations got me running through the game now. When I'm in peace mode, it's like a cheat code. I am like a secret weapon loaded, I stay lethal, blowing up like C4. Find me with my people, I got my we don't need no sit and wait for the sequel. When I'm in peace mode, I am like a freight train, pedal to the metal, there's no stopping. It's like a cheat. Code. Pushing all these buttons, combinations, got running through the game now When I'm in peace mode I am like a freight train, battle to the metal, there's no stopping It's like a cheap go. Pushing all these buttons, combinations, got running through the game now When I'm in peace mode It's like a jeep